guys uh this is the trickway it's uh it's a new channel we're starting because we're yeah we've got to get that like a tree isn't it <laughs> um my name is trevor trev i'm known as many things you can call me what you want i've been called worse uh and i'll let my colleague introduce himself colleague and friend uh great gamer 25 here that's what i've been known by for a long time the real first name is art like king arthur but that's another story Oh my god! Oh, this, is, this is we're hearing all these strange new things about Mister Gray. Um, we are one with Trek. We are, we are, we are. Uh, he's he's known as Gray to me. I'm sure he's been called worse as well. Um, mm-hmm. We decided to start this channel because we, we we had a safe to say Gray. We had our finger in a couple of different pies. So we we. Uh, Met each other via um, gaming, Extreme PC UK. Uh, we have some mutual friends over there, uh, and that's gaming, uh, mainly gaming focused. But there is an entertainment channel within that that we speak about all things entertainment. But Gray and I kind of hijack it a little bit and talk about Star Trek uh, a decent amount. And we also have Gray kicked off. Um, uh, a podcast called Gray's Green Room, um, and that is great fun. That is purely just audio podcast. Uh, myself and a couple of the rest of us, including Gray, speaking about all things entertainment. We hijacked sometimes a bit too much of that to talk about Star Trek, so we decided to ease back in that slightly, still talk about it, um, and give the other guys a bit of peace and quiet so we could then start YouTube and do a channel uh, because we're passionate about it. And safe to say, Greg, we could probably rabbit on for hours about Star Trek if we're left our own devices, huh? Probably, yep. Probably, exactly. So uh, I, we thought we'd just come on, first video, and let everyone know what we're about who we are, uh, a little bit of information on us, why we like Star Trek, why we don't like Star Trek, sorry, what we don't like about Star Trek, and just, you know, don't go on for too long and then kind of lay the land of what this channel should really be about. Now, we will we will be doing regular videos when uh, Star Trek Lord Deck Season 3 starts. And that's in about the 25th, I believe, of August. Um, Ray's been catching up on that because it's not one of his more favourite uh, Trek series. But he's a trooper. He's taking one for the team and he's uh, he's getting up to speed so that if I ask him any questions on it, he'll be able to answer. And I will be doing the same with the original series because I haven't seen it for a long time. I think I got the raw deal, not in terms of the quality, because it's good. It's just there's 96-odd episodes, so... Might be there for a while. There's um, a lot, that's for sure. There is a lot, yeah. Um, so essentially, um, we don't want to... 
uh, we don't want to focus too much on spending 10, 20 minutes, wherever, just reviewing an episode. Uh, there's loads of channels that do that kind of thing, and we want to be a little bit different. We go off in tangents, Gray and I, when we're talking about Star Trek and entertainment and various other things, and it kind of works. We would like to stick to that, to be honest with you. Um, we're fans of that. Um, and then we would probably review each episode of Star Trek really, really quickly so that there's some context to what the hell we're talking about. Uh, and then we would just spend a good chunk of the episode actually talking about our opinions on it, our thoughts, our feelings, what we like, what we don't like. And that's why it could maybe go on for a bit longer because uh, we're very passionate. So especially Gray, if he doesn't like something, he will tell you. And that's what we want to hear a, on the Trekway. It's a deep dive. It's a deep it's dive. A deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you get nothing but the truth uh, and, and honesty from us guys on here. So with that, I would like to hand it over to Gray for a moment. Just a little bit about yourself, Gray, without you don't need to be too personal. Be as personal as much or, or as little as you want. What got you into Star Trek? Uh, how long you've been a Trekkie for? What you like and dislike, and take as little as long as you want. Okay. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm a little bit older than uh, than Trevor is, and that's another reason why I'm called Gray Gamer Twenty Five. Um, <laughs> but it's all in, in how you think. My head says I'm like thirty years old. The rest of me says no, you are not. Uh, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> so, but how I got into it, I was always interested in science fiction. Read it when I was a a kid in even in elementary school, I would, I was always fascinated with the space program always was. And unfortunately I'm at the age where I lived through the space program, Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, landing on the moon, all that stuff. And I always was into science fiction. My favorite science fiction writer at that time was Jules Verne. And I read like all his books and stuff. And then when I saw something being talked about, you know, it's called Star Trek. I'm going like, well, what's this? And then I start hearing about this. I'm going like, wow, okay. So I start start tuning in and going like a real sci-fi show. Because to be honest, there really wasn't much on back then. And we're talking about 67, 68, 69. And uh, so I'm going like, well, I'm starving for anything besides Saturday morning cartoons that were sci-fi, right? (laughs) So I start watching Star Trek. And it's just like, and I can remember when I was only like, uh, what was I? I was like 10 years old. And I'm sitting there with my my jaw literally on the floor. Just going like, no, this isn't, this can't be, no, this is too good. There's something, no. <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> eating it all up and I just couldn't, I just was going bonkers and stuff. And the show was on at a, at a reasonable time where my parents weren't yelling at me to cut a bed, you know, or something. <laughs> and um, I do remember that the third year that the original series was on, they unfortunately purposely moved it to Friday night at around or was it Friday night? I think it was Friday night, late, like 10 o'clock or whatever, um, in an effort to basically kill it. That's a long story. Mm. And wow, trying to argue with my parents to stay up that late was very difficult, but they saw I was really passionate. So that was one of the few things they let me get away with, okay. you know, on that particular, particular, particular nights. And so I used to watch it. So there was nothing like watching it when it happened, when it was first for real. Yeah, because um, back because back then the effects and stuff were like groundbreaking. Like, what is this? I mean, well, the, the ship the ship before. going like this, and when the guy was moving it along the screen, yeah, but, it looked like janky as hell. Yeah, well, <laughs> now we can say that, but when we look at it and stuff like that, then it was just like that's all you saw. That's all you knew. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. So I really grew up on that. No, a funny story, too, about that. After the series had gone off, and I was a little bit older, I, of course, watched the reruns probably two or three times. I must have seen the entire season at least four times through. Yeah. But one time, I remember I, I was older, and I thought I had seen every episode of Star Trek more than once. And I was watching a refund, and there was a rerun, and there was one show that I completely freaked out on and geeked out on. And it was a show that I somehow missed every single time. Wow. And this episode pop- popped up, and it was like brand new. And when you're talking about a show that had already been off the air a few years, and somehow I missed this one episode. Wow. And I watched okay. this, and I just geeked cold. I'm like, wait a minute. How did I miss this one? How is that possible? And I was just like, I was just nuts. I, I have to get the exact name of the episode, but it was one of those little creatures used to fly around. And it flew around and stuck on uh, uh, Spock's back and basically oh. attached to him. Okay, okay. And it was the whole thing about that. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty creepy. And I was like, ooh, that's well. Um But anyway, that was just a side story. So I, I, I like digress it. a little bit, but it's all true. That, that's, that's part of the, the, the flavor. Story. It's part of why we like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pretty fascinating. Some things even I didn't know there, Grace. So cheers for um, uh, sharing. Uh, sure. my, myself... Um, I think, actually, because I struggle to remember what I had for breakfast, never mind why I like Star Trek. I <laughs> I have been... I've been a Star Trek fan most of my life, I'll be honest with you. So I was growing up... I'm I'm 39, right? I, I, I don't care about age. And I won't divulge Grace's age, because that's for him to divulge. But, um, you know, for me, I grew up... I was born in 83, so... While I was around, while the next generation uh, was uh, showing, I probably wasn't, I didn't appreciate these things until I was a good bit older. So my shows that I really grew up with that I was interested more in from like my young teens onwards, I would say, uh, would probably be Deep Space Nine and Voyager because they were shown roughly about the same time. Uh, And we will get into things about uh, your favourite shows and that kind of thing in another episode. uh, another episode, to be fair, uh, but you know I'm a Voyager guy, so that that was my that was my shtick. Uh, I love that stuff. I remember, I remember before uh, the internet was a thing. Yeah, even I was around before the internet was was not a thing. That you didn't have the streaming where everyone could watch things at the same time. Gray, as you know, you would have yeah. tapes. You would have VHS, Betamax, whatever it happened to be. And you would. Mm-hmm. I had season five of Voyager on VHS, uh, and I lost them all. I, God knows where they are now. And I remember. I was say you still got them? <laughs> no, because they'd be worth a, They'd be worth some some pennies. Uh, God knows where they are. But no, uh, I would go down uh, to a couple of a con- a conventions back in the day, and I, you you know you had to be careful because you wouldn't know what was happening with Star Trek for for a while uh, would be shown. So I'm in I'm in I'm in Scotland and Grey's in Florida. Uh, Grey being in the states, they're going to get Star Trek first. I mean, it was created in the states. That kind of makes sense. And then the rest of the world would get it later. For example, Deep Space Nine. It was several months later that appeared in the UK. So uh, when people are watching the finale of uh, Voyager Endgame. In the states, I got to see it literally days after anything between days and two weeks after um, it was shown in the states. For back then, was impressive, and I saw it in a convention down in Blackpool in England, 
Um, and I, rem- I remember being in awe. Uh, I went down, I met all the Voyager cast, Kate Mulgrew, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, you name it. They were- Jerry Ryan wasn't there, and she's my favourite for maybe obvious reasons, but this is a PG family, so we're a stream, so we won't go into detail why. But, you know, she was a she's a good actress as well. Um, but anywho, uh, I met all these people, had a, had a ball, I remember dancing with the Borg Queen, uh, maybe after a few <laughs> few too many drinks. I can't remember in the series, Gray, I, don't, I can't remember if that was Alice Creech or Suzanne Thompson. One done the movie, one done the TV show, but... Um, you probably met the one from the movie, I think. Mm, no? TV show. It's the one, the one that done Endgame. She was different from the one in the movie, you see. Oh, okay. But, uh, but anyway, so I, I remember meeting all these guys. We watched Endgame and my jaw was on the floor because, I'm sorry, I'll be a bit biased. I thought that was a, a, a brilliant finale. Um, and then we got a surprise. Uh, I remember this is what really got me to Star Trek. I probably was 18 at this convention. And I remember uh, it was Q&A time. So Kate Mulgrew came on to the stage. She's doing her thing. She's answering questions. And then someone with a really squeaky voice asked her a question who I just I found out afterwards was Robert Duncan McNeil was going, uh, excuse me, Captain, uh, I'm talking about all the captains of Star Trek. Could you tell me who your favourite captain is? And she went, well, you've got Kirk for the for being a ladies' man and you've got Cisco for being no-nonsense and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and but to be honest, it has to be Jean-Luc Picard. As soon as she said that, the next generation music came on and Patrick Stewart walked up onto the stage and I was just like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was having to pick my my chin up off the floor and kind of glue it back together. I was like, holy, how, why? This is a Voyager thing. Turns out he was doing a, a theatre play because that's where he comes from. As pre- people probably know Patrick Street, he comes from the theatre. Very good at the theatre, actually. Uh, and he was nearby uh, and he decided to pop in and say hello. Uh, he pre-signed some things, but he couldn't stay for too long. And he had a little chin wag and stuff. And that, that was fantastic. And ever since then, I was I was absolutely glued to it, um, and I've been I've been watching Star Trek ever ever since. Uh, I guess we could now briefly talk about um, a couple of things we maybe don't like about Star Trek without without delving too too deeply, Gray. I guess because uh, we, we can save we can save some of this stuff for later on. But what I wanted to ask you first was you being in Florida. You've been a Florida man. Um, I asked you this the other day as well. Uh, you you've grew up through a lot of these things. Yeah, you saw the the moon landing and stuff, and and that and that inspires a lot of people to be uh, Star Trek fans. We were talking about this the other the other day, actually, when we were doing our gaming pod. That um, you know, if it wasn't for Star Trek, there the you know some astronauts right now, some people in the ISS are there because of Star Trek, literally. Um, some technologies have came from Star Trek, you know, so it's it's a big deal in all of our lives. It's it's the most, I mean, the ship right behind Grey, different iterations of it, but just say Enterprise in general, is the most iconic spaceship in all of Star Trek. And I'm going to say, even including Star Wars, that's a whole different debate as well. We don't, talk, we, we, don't, yeah. we, we don't say those words really together in this, because uh, this is the Trek way, not the Wars way. <laughs> but, right. but, that there is epitome of what Star Trek's all about. That's Grey's favourite ship. We won't talk any more about ships because that's for another video as well. Ships, top five, what we like, what we dislike. But that's a classic there. 
know, you can see my L cars on here sitting there, which is pretty cool. Some models. And that's another idea as well, Gray. Uh, Eagle Moss who make these ships. They're, uh, they had a couple. Uh, they break them out. I have one original Enterprise, not e- Eagle Moss, hmm. but and then I have um. I, God, I gotta look in the garage now. You got me going. I think so I have go. two or three other uh, ships in pewter stashed in the garage somewhere. I have to take them out. I'd be curious to see what you do and have in the collection. You can only see some of what I got there. You can see the discovery at the end, which I hated at the start, but it's grown on me. Um, and that's not the refit. That's the original one. Now, we can talk about this another time again, but because we don't want to digress, despite that being our shtick, mm. um, Eagle Moss went into liquidation recently, or our administrators came in, and they've been going for a long time. So, And I've got a subscription to them at the moment, so I really hope they, they sort that out because... Um, I love the models, so I want to see them keep coming. Mm. But growing up, growing up in Florida, uh, did you ever go to any of the space launches? Any launches, launches live? Did you see any cool stuff? How close are you to NASA HQ? That kind of thing. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I've been in a space program, like I said, since probably the end of the Mercury program, um, and followed it for hours and hours. I mean, extremely into it, following all the broadcasts of work. However, I had never been to the Cape for a launch. Now, being in South Florida, though, one of the things I have seen more than once is that occasionally when they did night launches, they didn't do many, but they did some. Uh, if I went outside and looked in the general direction, I saw it go up, even though I'm about, oh, I'm going to guess, about a three hours south of wow. the Kennedy Space Center. And wow. I would look up in the sky at approximately the right angle, and you would see this flame in the sky just kind of light things up for a few seconds, and then it disappeared. What's the so saying, Gray? What's cool. the saying? Light, light this candle? That's yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I wish I would have gone to some other launches. Um, we did go once. I remember my parents, we went up, and there was supposed to be a launch, and they had scrubbed it um, for a different day. And I was, so that was the closest I ever got to it. So, no. But I have been around, there's a space museum, I think it's still there, in Alabama that was pretty cool. And in there, they had a lot of the, the real real deals sitting there. They had a, a learner module, full mm-hmm. size. Oh, wow. Uh, what, was really, what was really astounding to me that I thought was just really cool is they had an actual, I mean, gutted out, the, the fuel and all that, of course, was taken out, but an actual Saturn V rocket laying wow. on its side, full size. Who left that there? And, Come and on, guys. Walking that <laughs> length of that rocket, because that's a big rocket. That'll keep and by the time you come to the to the to the bottom of the rocket where the five engines are, yeah. literally a six foot man can stand in one of the engine cones, one of the five engine cones inside it. Oh and my. It was just like it was crazy. I'm looking at this thing just going like, wow, this thing's massive. Yeah, and you and you can you can you can see uh, we're talking about rockets and all that kind of stuff at the moment. The SLS that they're getting ready to launch towards mm. the, the moon that's going to be one of the biggest rockets ever made. I mean, that, that's another thing. We, we might, we might again, it's, it's just it's ideas, it's brainstorming. You talk about something and you have another idea about, well, it's not Star Trek, it's inspired by Star Trek. And Gray and I, especially Gray, I think, um, are pretty fascinated with space stuff. Uh, you see the yep. James Webb Telescope, and it's just it's space it's space porn is the best way of describing it. It looks stunning, um, and I love watching this stuff. I, I especially love the SpaceX stuff because that's that's the future, man. That's that's how it starts. Yep. Um, so I am jealous of that. Gray lives in a part of the world that's 
I, almost perfect for the launches and the space stuff, and hence why they're set up there. Me, not so much here, because I live in Scotland, and if you've ever been here, the weather's not very good. And if we tried to set up a spaceport here, they'd be out of business in no time because the weather would just, it would be cancelled. Times It's not going to work. I'll leave the space stuff to Grey and Florida. Uh, but yeah, just what we'll, we'll touch on really briefly before we wrap up was we we're talking about who we are and uh, our love of Star Trek. But if you could tell me one or two things briefly, Gray, that you, you we'll start with the, the negative so we can end in a positive that you don't like about Star Trek, and then maybe tell us briefly a couple, one or two things why you do love Star Trek. Well, that might take a couple hours, but uh, <laughs> as, as far as I don't like Star Trek, I mean, the, the good and the bads are that we have a lot of new Trek out there, as you've seen, if anybody subscribes to Paramount Plus, etc. Yep. Um, you see all the different Star Star Trek series. So from a viewpoint of the content of Star Trek, that's cool. But some of the content that they've made have not been exactly what we wanted it to be. And I think, unfortunately, what has happened in, over this time period of the last, I don't know, I guess four years, is that they really don't listen to the fans, or they didn't listen to the fans. Yeah. And then when it took about three or four years later, when they finally decided to listen to the fans, because we know a little more than, than the common fan would know, they start to listen, and then they start making a show like Strange New Worlds, which is great. And then they go like, look what we created. Isn't this great? And we're going like, and they take the credit for it, Gray. They take the credit for it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They won't. They never. They never in any of the articles ever say anything about the fans even being influential in that whole thing whatsoever. Yeah. When when the story is 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 that on Discovery season two when uh, Pike appeared during that season, okay, they weren't planning on making Strange New Worlds. Absolutely not. Oh hell no. Uh, and but when they saw when the the clamor of the fans and critics alike were like going through the roof, they finally kind of capitulated and said, oh, I guess we should make this series. It might be a good idea. And <laughs> so they finally do it. So, unfortunately, like, with the, the things I don't like is, is uh, Picard Season 2, which is trash. Yeah. And I'm not fond of Discovery 1 and 2, so much so that I never bothered watching 3 and 4, which I will watch. That's too. Because I've heard it's better, and if they had started that way, yeah. it probably would have been made more sense. Hundred uh, percent, and that's not the and, and for people to think that that oh well that's you know some bad trek they you know they, it doesn't it doesn't really happen that often well that's not true because all we got to do is say one word enterprise nobody talks about that series much anymore no blood a a b c or d so and I, and that series just wasn't very good either although I heard the last season was the best of the bunch but it was too late too little too late uh, yes uh but the actors and the way they did the show and the way they wrote it and the and the uh the opening music and theme to enterprise that that tv series was so bad yeah and that was a, enough right there to kill it, the show it didn't sound like star trek i was the same as you gray i didn't think that ever sounded star trek's got that very kind of it's there's a lot of instruments in it mm. uh and to be honest with you, I, I for me i think that's the way it should be um sure. But I understand why you're not a big fan of of, of that. To be fair, um, so so that we're uh, we're not talking too much about um, why we we dislike it because we like to be positive people. There, leave us from your side of things on 
the main reason why you love Star Trek then. But what about it that just attracted you? Mm. One thing or idea or person or... I just think it was the fact that... Uh, I mean, I could say the same thing that a lot of people say, and it's true, that, that, that it's a series that gives you hope uh, and that we're not all idiots and that eventually in the future things are going are gonna to run better and we're, we're going to be able to get along better, deal with things better, blah, blah, blah. And that's all true. Yep. But the other reason was is that it was science fiction in the truest sense where they actually bothered to consult scientists when they did these things, when they did the series, and they did the movies to try to make them as realistic to real science as they could. Obviously, you can't do everything like that. It's impossible. Yep. But they did make the effort. And, and little things like even the cell phone, people credit the people that created cell phones to, to Star Trek. Because people saw them talking on communicators and flip and flip communicators to where the flip phone came out. That wasn't because they wanted to make a phone flip. Yep. It's because they saw the flip communicator on track and they went, that'll work. Yep. And they went ahead and did it. And there's other things like that and examples like that. And then for for children out there who or who were children and they grew up on track and they're actually astronauts now. And there's a fair amount of them that either were astronauts or are astronauts. And yeah. if a show can do that, that's like amazing. Yeah, you know, to me, um, that 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 sounds. Uh, I make still some of Grey's Thunder and agree with quite a lot of that. Um, the, the 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 one thing I dislike about Star Trek is, and there's not many, is I'll borrow some of Grey's ideas there. Um, it, it, you know, the fans are very passionate, so you know, really don't piss in their parade um, don't, they're very loyal don't ruin canon is the main thing which they were doing with Discovery at the start they were breaking mm-hmm. canon as well as the quality not being the same uh, and they realised they were making a mess of canon so they fixed it um, by almost rebooting Discovery in season 3 and like Grace said if it just launched in season, season 3 right off the bat futuristic year 3000 Star Trek it would have been probably be great on its own um, so they didn't do that, which is a shame. So I don't have too many negatives to say in that respect. I will, you know, I agree most of what Grace said there, to be honest with you. But the positive for me is literally there are many positives, of course, because well, we're, we're we're big trekkies. For me, the the most important thing I would have to say is is Gene Roddenberry, his vision. Mm. Without sounding cheesy, I genuinely believe that. The future is going to be uh, a lot better um, than it is just now because we still squabble. We still it's all about money. It's, in the future, I want to see no money around. I want to see everyone purely uh, wanting to do better in their lives to help other people and not personal wealth and personal greed and things like that. Uh, we're, we're we're miles off of that. That's what I want to see happen. For Star Trek, and that's Gene Rodney's vision. Slowly but surely, it's getting there. It's going to take a hell of a long time. We'll never see it in our generations, but I think it will happen in the future, and that's what keeps me optimistic. I think, uh, and that's why I like Star Trek. Um, but yeah, I'm conscious of the time. We'll, we'll probably wrap up there, Gray. We just wanted to say hello to the people, introduce our channel. We will be back regular. We'll do shorter versions where we do reviews and stuff. And then we, we keep them short, we add our opinion pieces onto them, and then we'll do longer ones, uncut, unhinged, after dark. It's got many diff- different uh, uh, scenes. And we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll gab, we'll blather, we'll chew the fat, 
Um, and then it might be a talking heads video where someone doesn't need to look at ugly mugs. They can just listen to it, almost like a podcast. And then just put your comments and feedback in the chat below for each video. We'll try and answer what we can because uh, we love talking about Star Trek. So it's just an extension for us. But yeah, thank you for tuning along, uh, coming along and tuning in. Uh, if you could be awesome and you like Star Trek and you like our ideas of what we want to talk about, subscribe and give the che- uh, the, the, the video a cheeky thumbs up. I think that's what they call it these days, Gray. They do this exactly. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Gray and I signing off. We will talk to you soon. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Live long and prosper. <laughs>